are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. So it's important to know the will of God. It's impossible to release your faith in any promise if you don't know what God said about the promise. But thank God we know that the Word of God is given to us so that we'll know what God said in His Word. Now listen to the words of Jesus in John the 15th chapter. Verse 7, He said, If you abide in Me and My words abide in you, ask what you will and it shall be done. Now, boy, that's an exciting statement, isn't it? If you believe it. Somebody said, well, you can't believe that, though, because, you know, you just can't ask what you will. Why it have to be the will of God? Well, the will of God's involved in that. If His Word abides in you, His will abides in you. And see, if His Word abides in you, then faith is there. Now, listen to this one, if you think that one's strong. Jesus said in Matthew 21, 22, all things... Whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. All things, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing. See, the key is believing. Believing that you receive. Somebody said, well, I believed I received and I didn't receive. Well, no, you might have thought you believed. You might have even believed you believed, but you didn't believe the way the Bible said believe or you gave up too quick. And that's what most people do. They give up too quick. They didn't hold fast to the confession of faith. You've got to hold fast to it. When it looks like everything else is happening, but what the Word said, you hold fast to what God said. And like I said, you don't go throw your medicine away just because you believe in God for healing, because you may need the medicine to keep the fear down. Mm -hmm. Because when you fear, you'll sink. You remember the story of Peter? He was in a storm. And they saw Jesus walking on the water. Now, no doubt they'd been praying, oh, if Jesus were here. Boy, things would be different if Jesus here. Then they saw Jesus coming like scared them out of their wits. Did you ever see your prayers being answered and scared you? Yeah. <laughs> and Peter said, Lord, if it be you, bid me come. Now listen, here's impetuous Peter. Lord, if it's you, if it's really you, they thought it was a spirit. Thought it was a ghost. Lord said, "As I, you know, if it's really you, bid me to come." He said, "Come." <laughs> and boy, old Peter just bailed out of the boat. You talk about going whole hog when half ready. <laughs> I asked the Lord one time. I said, "Lord, why did you call Peter out of the boat when he wasn't ready for water walking faith? He wasn't developed to that. He didn't know how to deal with the." Adverse situations out there. And the Lord said, well, I didn't do it. I said, but Lord, you did. Well, he said, go back and read it. I said, see there, you said come. He said, well, back up and read the verse before. Peter said, Lord, if it be you, bid me come. He said, what am I going to say? No, Peter, it's not me. (laughs) Well, he said, I'd been lying. He said, if I'd have said nothing, I'd have been lying. See, Peter painted himself in the corner. And you've done the same thing many times. Lord, if you want me to do this, well, let this happen. Is God will for you to do that? Wasn't God's will for this to happen? Painted yourself in a corner. So all Jesus could say was just answer his question. All he did was answer his question. Come. There was enough power and enough faith in that one word 
See, now remember, the seed is in itself. The ability to do, it is in the Word itself. See, that's the only way you're going to ever get the faith for the promises of God. It is from the Word itself. You hold fast to it. And brother, I mean, he got hold of that Word and out of the boat he came. Walked on the water, didn't he? The Bible said he did. But then the Bible says, fearing he began to sink. He observed the winds so boisterous and the waves so high. Well, what did that have to do with it? Not a thing in the world. Now, let me show you logically what he should have been thinking. Boy, I never saw anybody walk on the water before. Maybe that's the reason nobody's ever walked on the water. Nobody knew that you could only walk on the water when it was storming. (laughs) If that's the only time you ever saw anybody walk on the water is when it was storming. You'd eventually decide that that's the only time you walk on the water. That'd been the logical way to look at it. But you see, he got to looking at the wind and the waves, which had nothing to do with walking on the water. I mean, you can't walk on the swimming pool just because the wind's not blowing. <laughs> but he let fear come. He got to observing circumstances that had nothing to do with what he's doing. It was given to distract him from what he's doing. When Elijah was on the mountain, God said, I'm going to pass by. And there came a wind and rent the rocks. Boy, he was going to see God. But God wasn't in the wind. Then there came a fire. God wasn't in the fire. Then there came an earthquake. But he wasn't in the shaking either. But then there was a still, small voice. And that's where God was. God gave him some direction. After all this other hullabaloo got away, then God says, now here I am. Mm-hmm. Let me just inject this. All of this hullabaloo that's been going on the last two years in the body of Christ is not God shaking the church. It's not a fire from God. It's the devil trying to get your attention off of what God's saying to you. God's in the still, small voice of his word. And regardless of what happens to who or what ministry, God's word still says the same thing. And if the people of the ministry will stay on the word of God, it'll turn out just like he said. But the word of God is both a blessing and a curse. Now let me show you something that we've missed in this. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. How many of you believe that? Glory be to God. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. He that believeth not shall be damned. Now, how many of you believe that? Now, the be damned part of it is just as important as the be blessed and saved part. Tells you that if you don't go with the word of God, you will be damned. It becomes a curse to the individual that does not follow the word of God. It's important to understand that. And I don't care how big a ministry you have or how righteous you are. When you get off the word of God, it began to go against the word. You're going to be damned. I mean, it's not God doing it to you. He just told you what would happen. The curses are out there, folks, and they'll get on you when you miss it. Can you understand what I'm saying? See, that's why I said, that's a prime example of Elijah. See, there came the fire and the earthquake and the great wind, but he wasn't in any of it. 
But what God is in is what he's saying to you about what has happened in the last few years. Better get your act straightened up. I better get my act straightened up. And to stay with the word of God. And don't get so busy you don't have time to fellowship with the Lord. So the word of God is the only place that you can get faith for his promises. See, the ability to produce what God said is in the word itself. That's where it is. The seed is pre-programmed to produce what it came from. You plant corn, you get corn a hundred times out of a hundred. You'll never get tomatoes when you plant corn. So then the measure of faith, the way you'd measure faith is how much word is in you. How much word is in you concerning healing? How much word is in you concerning finances? You see, you can be highly developed in one area and just bomb out over in the other area. So you'd measure the amount of faith that you have by the word that's in you. So God has dealt to every man, every person, the measure of faith. This is it right here, the Bible. That's all the faith there is. There's just not any more. But it depends on what part of it you receive, what part you'll be developed in. Go with me to Mark's Gospel, the fifth chapter. Here's a very classic example of, uh, you know, you believe in the good things and confessing the good things and then the bad news comes. Have you ever had that to happen? Or am I the only one that's ever had that to happen? Mark chapter 5, verse 22. Behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Now, that's a faith statement, isn't it? I mean, she's at the point of death. But if you come lay your hands on her, she'll be healed, and she shall live. Boy, his faith is developed, isn't it? I mean, he's got his mind made up. He believes in the laying on of hands. If you lay your hands on my daughter, she will be healed. Now, hold fast to your confession of faith. So Jesus just turns from the whole crowd and starts following Jairus, going to his house to heal his daughter. Everything's wonderful. Isn't that great? Jesus left the whole multitude. Of course, they just followed along behind. And on the way, here comes a little woman. With the issue of blood, she's been sick for 12 years, tried everything. She was rich at one time probably. She spent all the money she had, nothing better, but rather grew worse. She has a grow worse image. Wouldn't you have a grow worse image if you tried everything the doctor suggested for 12 years, spent all your money, and was worse? See, she developed that by experience. You know how we found out she had a grow worse image? She testified and told them all the truth. But now, she got a hold of something. She heard about Jesus. And she said, If I can but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be restored to health. She held fast to her confession. The Amplified says she continually said that. What did she do? She changed that grow worse image to be healed image. When I touch his clothes, I'll be restored to health. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week, our CD offer is CD offer number 7228. It's called Faith's Corresponding Action. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. Faith's Corresponding Action. In James, the second chapter, James says, If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, and be warmed, and be filled, notwithstanding he giveth them not those things which are needful for the body, what does it profit? Even so faith, 
if it has not works, is dead. In other words, the works there means corresponding action with what you say you believe. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. In other words, by corresponding action. Not saying, Go and just be warmed. Give them a coat. Uh, Don't say, Just go and be filled. Feed them. The corresponding action to what you believe. Wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son? In other words, he was obedient and had corresponding action with what he believed that even if he was to offer his son, God would raise him from the dead. I'll tell you what, this gives you insight into it. Now, faith corresponding action is that we should act in line with what we believe. Now, don't go out and just throw away common sense when you get turned on to faith. Use common sense, but put your faith on the line. And now somebody said, well, I'm just going to write a check and send it to pay this bill, but I don't have the money, and God will have to put the money in the bank before the check gets to the bank. No, you'll probably be in jail before God puts the money in the bank. It's not his responsibility. It's yours. All the corresponding action you could have to that is write the check, put it in a dresser drawer. Don't mail it until you have the money in the bank. That's offer number 7228. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.